From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Celebrating our being named one of the top 20 black conservative uh, podcasts to follow on the internet in 2023. And we sincerely hope that we can continue to give you the quality content that I strive and to uh, bring out to you. And so with that in mind, as we are at the end of another (laughs) intriguing week, to be sure, well, you know what time it is. It's WTF Friday. (laughs) Yes, my friends, another end to another wacky, (laughs) wacky week. And certainly a very newsworthy week. Um, I really thought today I, I had a clear sense of what I wanted to do today and what issues I wanted to bring up, but all of a sudden, well, wait, something changed horribly. I mean, so, I mean, it it is it it is horrible. I mean, we certainly. Uh, have the issue of here comes Zelensky uh, coming back to Washington right in the middle of intense budget negotiations looking for more money and frankly I don't know what they're thinking now Charlie Kirk on his show just earlier today brought up a story that has not been that's never been covered by anybody but i think this has a whole hell of a lot to do with the fact that Zelensky's coming next week and there are questions that he needs to answer i mean it doesn't have to be you know maybe not in public but in private because what Charlie Kirk on his show on um, uh, Real America's Voice this afternoon did was bring up a story that just absolutely freaked me out. Because if this is sort of the modus operandi of the Ukrainian defense forces, then yeah. The question is going to be truly, truly needed to be asked. Why in the Sam hell have we given $200 billion to these people when you have a spokesperson, an official spokesperson for the Ukrainian Defense Forces? Uh, well, oh shoot, I don't even want to get into it. Let, I, I want to play Charlie Kirk from just, well, I don't know, about a couple of hours ago. Uh, and what he found out, and you can listen to this. Do you know who the spokesperson is for the Ukrainian military? The spokesperson, the official spokesperson for the Ukraine Territorial Defense Forces is an American 
who was born in North Florida, who is could be best described as some sort of trans mutant, who basically stares into the camera and threatens the death and the extermination of anyone who's in the war outside the war that might speak in harmony with Vladimir Putin's talking points. Now, this clip was forwarded to me yesterday. How this is not the number one news story on the planet is beyond me. This is this person is by the name of Saren Ashton Shirello, Sorello, who is a man masquerading and camouflaging as a woman speaking into the camera and saying that we are going to hunt down anyone who is a Putin of puppet, in fact, a Putin puppet. In fact, you're going to see one of them. She's basically so I've been wrongly called a Putin puppet. Is this trans monster saying that he's going to murder me? This is an escalation. And there's a very important part of this. This video is not directed to the Kremlin. This video is done in English because it's meant to, for us. This video was done in English in particular so that America took notice. And of course they had to use the most freakish spokesperson because it would get our attention. You got to use the person that is a biological man masquerading as a woman. We're going to play this video a couple times. Listen carefully and closely. This is an American-born person who is underwritten by the U.S. Treasury basically saying that we're going to go hunt American broadcasters and radio hosts like Tucker, Charlie Kirk, and Steve Bannon and murder them. That's what she's saying. He's saying. Play cut 117. Russia hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy, as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first. Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down, and justice will be served, as we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation. Okay, that was the official spokesperson for the Ukrainian military ahead of Zelensky's visit to D.C. next week. O.M.G. Holy crap, folks. This is what passes in the Ukraine as a spokesperson, an American, an American man, a trans man masquerading as a woman and saying stuff like that? My friends, this is not what normal people do, okay? I'm just gonna say it up front. This is not normal, folks. This is not normal at all. And the fact that we have two, the Uniparty, too many damn Republicans and Democrats totally okay with this war and giving them more money 
I mean, we're talking Mitch, the son of McConnell, who really needs to retire because he's just got too many issues. Very much like Biden. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. And he's coming wanting more money, and that is his spokesperson threatening to come and deal with what they call Russian propagandists? I'm like, my goodness, I could be put, I could easily be put in that category. I mean, I'm not a Putin puppet. I'm not a big fan of Russia, but I'm not a big fan of the Ukrainians either because, frankly, uh, Zelensky just has way too much it's like Don Corleone with a Russian or Ukrainian accent. And yet, we still have people sitting on Capitol Hill right now who are willing to give more money to the Ukrainians when every single solitary survey, poll, straw poll that I've seen doesn't back it up. We have enough problems in our own country and apparently far too many on Capitol Hill, including Republicans, are taking an America last uh, position. Now, frankly, the best way I've heard about the current struggle that's going on with the budget as we are racing, we're two weeks away, 15 calendar days away from 930. Now, September 30th, midnight, when the budget, you know, we have we sort of run out of money, but yet we have McCarthy uh, ganging up with McConnell and Schmucky Chucky Schumer. They want a continuing resolution, a CR, that is a clean one and it'll last, you know, until maybe the end of this year. And then we do the omnibus around Christmas time so that, you know, any of the hardliners, quote unquote, will, they will want to get out of D.C. Frankly, I could not care less because the best way that I have seen the whole budget battle framed is simply this. The Treasury is getting five trillion dollars in they're getting five trillion dollars in but there's a budget and they want to put seven trillion dollars out that leaves two trillion dollars and nobody and i mean nobody on capitol hill uniparty or whatever can answer the question how are you going to fill in the $2 trillion, the $2 trillion deficit that many said was coming? Uh, people like Dave Bratt, Steve Bannon, others, it was coming, and boom, it's now here. And we're looking, because of uh, McCarthy screwing up the debt ceiling deal, we're looking at $2 trillion deficits in perpetuity with no caps, no restrictions. That's exactly 
what Kevin McCarthy did. And his acolytes, who during the recess went back to their districts, and many of them got their asses lit up by their constituents because they were pissed. They were thoroughly pissed, and rightfully so. And now, all of a sudden, here comes Matt Gates, a man with a spine and a set of brass ones, to come and make it public. Hey, Speaker McCarthy, you made a deal with us back in January so you can get your position. You now need to cough up. You need to get in compliance with the deal that you made. Put the votes up that you promised and everything. So yeah, I mean, as far as the Senate goes, they're pretty much worthless as it stands. But right now, Matt Gates pretty much called him out on the floor of the House a couple of days ago. Either get with the program or you know, expect the uh, expect the motion to vacate the chair to come forward. Now, that's bad enough. Now, of course, with Hunter Biden now being indicted on federal gun charges, this the timing of this absolutely made me scratch my head. Now, Wednesday this week. David Ignatius, longtime uh, columnist for the Washington Post, actually wrote an article, wrote a column saying that it's time for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to just kind of leave the stage. Don't run in 2024. Now, the same day, the New York Times, different writer, uh, essentially said the same thing. So now, when you have a guy like David Ignatius, who has been really a mouthpiece for the administrative state for a long time, all of a sudden say, hey, uh, it's time for Biden to go. His usefulness as an idiot has come to an end. That's essentially what it said. And now, with that then came yesterday, the indictment of Hunter Biden on the gun charges. But although some people would cheer for that, but uh, there are others who are not quite so, uh, you know, not quite so, you know, rah, rah, cheering for the whole, for the home team. It was just crazy because now you've got the impeachment inquiry that I'm willing to bet you. McCarthy was very reluctant to get into, but he got a lot of pressure. And I say we have to turn it up. But as far as the Hunter Biden goes and the whole impeachment inquiry business goes, yeah, I, I, I had to wait and catch this from uh, Mike Davis, one of my new favorite legal analysts. This guy is sharp. He's tough, doesn't mince words, and I'm so grateful for that. But he had a message, really, for the uh, the Republicans who just can't seem to quite get their acting gear. But I'll let Mr. Davis speak for himself. 
It's a big deal in the sense that it's continuing David Weiss's years-long cover-up for the Biden. So people should not be fooled at all by the, these uh, these gun charges against Hunter Biden. Remember, David Weiss is. They say he's a Trump. Uh, he's a Trump U.S. attorney. I was the chief counsel for nominations when his nomination went through the Senate Judiciary Committee. He has picked. Uh, he was picked by both Democrat home state senators, which has been the tradition under the blue slip process, this bogus process where the home state senators get a pick, the U.S. attorney who would investigate corruption charges against them, the district court judges who would oversee the corruption trial, and the U.S. marshal who would escort them to prison. This is a racket by senators to protect their own. The two Democrat home state senators picked David Weiss for this U.S. attorney slot in Delaware, and he has delivered for the Bidens. He, he has more than delivered for the Bidens. He lets serious tax charges, the statute of limitations on serious tax, tax charges expire. He buried evidence deemed credible by the Pittsburgh U.S. attorney about the $10 million foreign bribe uh, by Burisma to the Bidens. He uh, has attempted to give Hunter this sweetheart deal with this backdoor amnesty to protect Joe Biden. And this is this is a continuation of this scam that David Weiss has been running. Here's the tell. Why aren't they moving forward with charges uh, related to tax evasion or wire fraud or foreign corruption or, or things that could implicate President Biden? They're only moving forward with this gun charge knowing full well that Hunter Biden will not spend a day in prison. They're going to come up they're going to use the, these, this charge to cover up for the Bidens until November 5th, 2024, when Congress issues subpoenas for the Biden Justice Department's cover-up for their boss, President Biden. They're going to point to these charges, charges and say there's an ongoing criminal, uh, there's an ongoing criminal process. We can't respond to Congress. We can't testify. We can't provide documents. And then. Uh, Joe Biden's not going to pardon Hunter right now because that makes Hunter available to Congress for testimony. He can't plead the Fifth Amendment if, if, if they pardon him right now. He can't plead the Fifth Amendment of David Weiss cuts a sweetheart deal with immunity right now from further prosecution. So they're going to wait, and they're going to wait until the very end, and then they're going to pardon him, or David Weiss is, is going to drop, drop these charges with prejudice, or he's going to come up with a sweetheart deal with broad immunity. This is a cover-up for President Biden. If, if what action would need to be taken by David Weiss for Mike Davis to give his blessing and say, okay, it, it's not a cover-up anymore? What what would need to happen on these other charges or on this charge? Well, I mean, I think it's it's too late. I mean, he let the statute of limitations expire for tax evasion related to foreign corruption, where Joe Biden and his every family member, it seems, except for the five-year-old granddaughter who they finally claimed after five years under political pressure. Every every scumbag sleazeball Biden was on the Chinese, Ukrainian, Romanian payrolls. And it it's not just this crackhead son with a gun. Who gives a damn about this crackhead son with a, dun, uh, with a gun? That's why I'm saying House Republicans should think about giving Hunter Biden immunity to come in to say, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna give you immunity for this bogus gun charge. We want you to come in and testify about the Biden crime family's rackets. And if Biden lies or if Biden obstructs, then when President Trump was back in office on January 20th, 2025, his acting attorney general can indict Hunter Biden 
for obstruction, for lying to Congress, for, for refusing to cooperate. It's time for the Republicans to take off the gloves here because this is an obvious cover-up for President Biden and his foreign corruption. Uh, we're going to get into this in a minute when Seb joins us about Comer. The, today was supposed to be the big reveal of the investigations with Comer and Jordan, and it was such a fiasco. They were so unprepared and doing such an unprofessional job that the charges started going back and forth on McCarthy. Finally, he started using profanity about, hey, if you want to motion to vacate me, I, I, so much I dare you. Um, what do you need to see out of Comer and Jordan? Because this is serious. If you're going to go down this path on really bribery and treasons, that, that's what it is, bribery and treason, you got to be very focused and very serious. Where, where do you think we are right now in, in all of that? I would say this to House Republicans. If you don't think that we should move forward with an impeachment inquiry right now when we have overwhelming evidence that the President of the United States is compromised, compromised by tens of millions of dollars in corrupt foreign payments from our worst enemy, China, along with the biggest trouble spots in the world with China and Ukraine, or China and Taiwan, and Russia with and Ukraine, if you don't think we should move forward now, what the hell are you doing as an elected member of the House of Representatives? You have a constitutional duty to look into foreign bribery as an impeachable offense. We can't have a compromised president of the United States where Putin almost certainly has blackmail on President Biden because there are 17 audio recordings, 15 with Hunter and two with then-Vice President Joe Biden, where these two corrupt buffoons are shaking down this Burisma executive for this $10 million foreign bribe. $10 million while he's the Vice President of the United States, that if, if, if you, the Ukrainian president doesn't fire the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma and the Bidens, Ukraine's going to lose a billion dollars in U.S. assistance. Biden bragged about the fact that he threatened to pull the aid. He left out the fact that he got $10 million to do this. Being compromised with foreign bribes has devastating consequences for a country. We would not be in a war in Ukraine twice, twice with, with Russia taking Crimea the first time Obama put Biden in charge of Ukraine as vice president. Four years of peace during the Trump presidency, and here we have this corrupt, compromised Joe Biden back as the president of the United States. Putin has this blackmail on him, and now he's trying to take the rest of Ukraine. That $10 million bribe from Burisma has, $10 million has cost American taxpayers $100 billion and running, and is putting us in a dangerous proxy war with a nuclear superpower. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Mike Davis. Gosh, I, lo I love this guy. I really hope I can get to interview him one day, but he's a very hot commodity uh, for sure. But, yep, I think he, he, boom, he just went straight for it. You know, for one, the indictment, the, the gun charges against Hunter, you know, he's not going to see any jail time. Uh, I mean, and they might just, you know, and Biden just might pardon his son on the way out. I don't know. I mean, that's certainly a narrative that's being pushed by the mainstream media. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I tell you, it, it's just weird 
weird and just ma majorly weird. Uh, I I don't know. It, it's just insane. Um, wow. This is going to be one of those fascinating things where you're just going to have to, you know, stay tuned. Um, what's really crazy, along this very same line with the the bribery and the influence peddling and everything, uh, story from the National Pulse. Apparently, the headlines is one, only one in four don't believe Hunter funneled cash to the big guy, Joe Biden. Only 26% believe that there was no, uh, no bribery or any money being funneled to Joe Biden. That, wow, that tells you something. Because you've got over 70%. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You've got, let's see, 41% of Americans believe that Biden got the money from his son businesses, while 33% remain unsure of the accusations. Now, I don't know what the 33% that aren't sure, it's like, all you got to do is pay a little extra attention to the fact that even though the mainstream media are engaged in full-blown psychological warfare saying, oh, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, BS, absolute BS, and they need to be called on it. We've got bank records, yes, bank records that have been seen by members of the of Congress in the appropriate committees. There are a ton of bank transactions that have been marked as uh, SARs or suspicious activity reports. Bunch of them. And the fact that the mainstream media continues to be parrots for the Biden administration, well, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. It's BS. Don't believe it. It's out there, and there's more to come. There's more to come. So this is just nuts. I mean, to say that there's no uh, <laughs> that there's no evidence. There's plenty. And it should teach you to never listen to the mainstream media because, frankly, it's uh, it's done. It's just plain done. And I don't know what's going to be happening uh, over the next you know few weeks, but first things first, deal with the budget. Why, and ask somebody, you know, ask your congressman, what are you going to, what's going to happen with the $2 trillion that we're short? How are we going to finance that? Hmm? How are we? But, and don't take, and really you should, even if it's a Republican, you can't really take their word for anything 
Because the people who got mad after the debt ceiling deal, they go around telling people, oh, we're going to fix this. We're going to fix this in the budget process and the appropriations process. Crap. I call BS. They haven't done anything. Nine months. They've had the time, nine, eight months, to come out with single-issue appropriations bills. You know, like it used to be. 12, 12, 12 separate bills funding other many facets of the government, one at a time, and then boom. You know, there you go. You got a budget. But nope. Because we screwed around and screwed around and screwed around. And now you've got Nancy Pelosi coming back to run for her seat and maybe, just maybe, become speaker again. That should scare anybody with half a brain. Because I'll tell you what, if McCarthy keeps this up, and there is going to, and there is a motion to vacate, and he wants it. What do you think it's going to take for him to go to Akeem Jeffries and the Democrats to save his sorry butt? Hmm. What What is he going to do? Because that is, you cannot take that off the table. You just can't. So I don't. I don't really know what's going to happen in these next couple of weeks, but one thing I can be fairly sure of, it's going to get downright ugly. Very ugly, even more uglier than it has so far. And as you get closer to uh, September 30th, it's going to get just all out weird. So, my friends, just do not be surprised over what happens over the next, you know, few weeks or maybe even months because there are too many squeamish GOP who are like, oh, if the government shuts down, they're going to blame us. They're going to blame us. The media is going to blame you anyway. Don't be so afraid of them. They're, they're jerks. They are propagandists. If you're afraid of a media that's never... If you're looking for them to like you, don't. Just don't. That's foolishness. They aren't... They don't like you. They never will like you. And so, just actually do the right thing for the American people instead of the donor class that pretty much has McCarthy under its sway just don't do it but who knows let's see what happens we're still two weeks away and oh baby is it going to be a mess but on that note my friends I'm going to say so long for now Uh, always I just simply ask subscribe to our podcast You can find us on all podcasting platforms, big, small, and in between. Uh, Just look for us in black and white, or my name, Jerry Brooks. 
and just subscribe, follow, get notified when new episodes uh, are uploaded. But for right now, I just want to say thank you for listening. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy some football, be it college or pro. And for, and just take care of yourselves. I will be back on Monday. And with that in mind, always remember, Patriots come in all colors. <laughs>